This is Kali Ra, and you're tuned into Underground Opolis. This is Underground Opolis, where we explore all things in the DIY underground entertainment community. So buckle up, grab the OSH-handle, because it's going to be a wild ride, because this is not your mainstream entertainment. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Underground Opolis. I'm Rob Lyon, your host. This week's guest is an indie rock band from Wilmington, Delaware, Ha Ha Charade. Let's get right to it. Stick around. It's going to be real fun. Yeah, we're you, in. You, we're in. We're on. How, how did you guys come together? So we were actually, uh, we were a cover band for about five years. Uh, just kind of randomly met together and everything. Um, like just uh, through friends. Brendan's our drummer. He's on his way now. He, he was kind of like the founder of the whole group. And after a few years of doing like the whole like uh, cover circuit and everything, we decided we, we were writing music the whole time. So we, we decided just to take the plunge into our original music. And, you know, it was uh, we kind of call it our internship, you know, the, our the apprenticeship. Co- the apprenticeship. That's what Matt calls it. So, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how we got together. And we've been doing the whole original thing for like a little over two years now. So how many songs are on the EP? EP's got four songs. Um, we also had a full album that dropped back in January. Uh, so just about a year ago from almost today, yeah, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been, been a year since our first album. We got another album on the way for uh, projected release for March. So it's pretty exciting. Well, what do you describe your music that you create? I'm, I'm, I've listed you as an indie rock band. When I when I I guess I labeled you as like an indie rock band when I talked to people and I don't know I hope that's not an insult. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what we would consider ourselves. So this is actually like a topic of much discussion with us because we we kind of float in between genres a little bit. So um, I think indie rock is the most like appropriate way to describe us, but that's the catch-all. But our 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 true genres. Yeah. Beach music, beach music, yeah, I don't know. psychedelic <laughs> surf reggae. We dabble in everything. Yeah, 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 it's kind of like we, we take post a lot new of wave. I don't know. Yeah, we like sounds, and then we try to mix them and make them our own. What inspired you to make music as as a whole, I guess, or as an individual. You 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 got the floor. Uh, I, I mean, as a whole, I mean, we're all like we're friends. We all have similar tastes in music and you know enough enough differing genres to make it interesting but uh you know we were always really like great at jamming and having a good time with like making things our own so i i think that kind of helped us out for me personally like my grandparents uh really pushed me to be into music you know always playing around on a piano or harmonica or you know this that or the other so yeah for me um my brother was an original band when i was growing up so I always thought that was cool and I wanted to play music. Uh, and then my mom really pushed me into doing the school band and doing marching band. As when I went to high school, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that crap. And then she pushed me into it. I'm like, crap, she did. Um, so you actually, you actually know how to read music and. I don't know. Nah, I, I don't either. Yeah, no. I can read uh, none of us. Really. You know how to te- you know how to keep time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can figure any song out within a minute. We can hear it. Yeah, we're all kind of like yeah. play, play by ear guys. Like a lot of us kind of taught ourselves a lot. And uh, I mean, like 
I can read music, but I don't like. I can't. I can't like fluently like sight read or anything. No, like no, that. it takes me hours. I can read it, but it doesn't have to go. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I could. I, if you want me to know what's that note, I can say what note it is. Yep. That's good about boy deserves fudge. Yeah, face. That's, face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have a creative process, or does it just happen? Like, kind of does for me, or. Every song's different, I would say. The creative process is usually start with uh, a chord progression and a melody and then develop it from there. Uh, whether that ends up being the verse or the chorus, it'll usually end up being one of those two. Um, or it just happens in five minutes to ten minutes. And those are the songs that end up being, I think, the better songs because they just mm -hmm. flow out. It's almost like the song's intuitive. You know where it's going to go because the song's telling you where it's going to go. Is there anybody you'd like to collaborate with? Ooh. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, sight's high. Like, we all love, like, Portugal Who? Man does collaborations a lot. That would be the coolest thing ever. Portugal, holler at us. <laughs> We're here for you. Uh, Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. They'd be awesome. Yeah, Asia I like them. Like, uh, all over the place. Yeah. Any of any of who I would consider, like, my musical heroes, I would just, like, love to work with someday. If I could get Rick Davies and Roger Hodgson, to come together for a super tramp reunion. That'd be awesome. <laughs> super tramp. <laughs> I, I love it, man. Uh, I like super tramp. Super I mean, you're talking, I, I had that vinyl when I was a kid, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Breakfast in America, I had that vinyl. Yep. I had Breakfast in America, Crime of the Century. Crime of the century. Um, I have even the quietest moments, too, but I really just like Baba G off that album. <laughs> well, here's, here's one of my uh, favorite questions. Right here, what is your, what is your favorite show that you played, and why? Ooh, that's got to be our lead. That'd be our lead. I'm actually repping their their stuff right now. Our yeah. so, uh, yeah. grocery, yeah, New York City, like Lower East Side, Manhattan. It was we played back in February. It was our our last like real show. Mm -hmm. we played a couple kind of like virtual shows and like local uh, things since then. But before the whole pandemic hit. It was like one of the best yeah, nights. We got it just in time. We we played February twenty second, and so it was right before everything shut down. Uh, New York's a different animal. It is. It's live. It's energetic. There's people. They're there for music, like rock music. Um, the Strokes got their start on that stage, which was cool. You know, playing the legacy stage like that. Yeah, Arlene's Grocery, New York City, Lower East Side. Check them out. Save our stages. Yeah, save them. If, if go to their their website and stuff, because they're I know they're kind of struggling right now, and that's such a cool venue. So if you guys yeah. want to or something, I'm gonna shamelessly plug that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> plug plug away, man. Yeah. Here's here's the counter question. What is your worst show you played? Oh, <laughs> There's way more of those. <laughs> Funny you should ask. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Definitely. Oh. Hard to narrow down. Uh, you, you guys know which one. Where we all left pissed off. Yeah. We had that like long talk. On the way. Was that it? We yeah, got we got two, oh, we got two drunk one show. Oh, we got yeah. hammered. Well, That's right, because we kept getting pushed back. In our defense, yeah. We were supposed yeah. to play at 7, and we didn't end up playing until 10. So, you know, three hours of sitting around and doing nothing but being Dragon. able to, to drink was turned out to be not a great decision right before we were going to play music we were all off time so many mistakes 
Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, it was bad. It was embarrassing. It was a bad show. Yeah. Luckily, there are only like ten people there, so <laughs> it wasn't like. That was more than that. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Now I remember ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of people saw us fuck up. Do you prefer the studio or the stage? Studio. Studio. Stage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we're all we're split. Our drummer too. I can speak for him stage. too. We both are. Stage we're boy. stage guys. <laughs> I'm a total ham, so I like to, you know dance it up on stage and get people into it. We like to record. I love recording. Writing, writing, yeah. I, I like the stage, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I prefer the studio. I like both, but, yeah, I like the creative process the most. That's the fun part for me. What's your you can't yeah. have one without you can't, the other. You can't, get, you can't get a rush, like, yeah. like, being on stage, especially at, like, a good show when you play well and you know, a lot of that has to do with being prepared and rehearsing the right way and everything. And, you know, when everything clicks, there's like, it just gives you the biggest confidence and energy boost like you could ever have, which. And you know, when you're writing an upbeat song, you're like, oh, this is going to sound fun to play. Like we're going to have, we're going to have to go hard on this on stage. So yeah, it sets the tone. Your favorite song to play. Ooh. <laughs> in live, probably I love it. First time caller, long time listener. We go, we go nuts. That's, that song live. That's a great song too. I like, I like that song too. Reversal too. That's the yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like our, our faster paced music is always so much fun because yeah, you know, people get into it. People are dancing. Yeah, get a little rage going on. You know, it's good stuff. Let's see. You could go open a show for any artist. Who would you want to open for? Oh man, Paul McCartney. Good. I mean, you can't beat. You can't. You couldn't beat that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot. I agree. Either him, either him or Vanilla Ice. Back to this story after our sponsor story. Now that we got that out of the way. Let's get back to it. What is the most useless talent you have? Other than playing music. What's the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tough. That is a tough one. <laughs> Matt can throw back rum and cokes like it's nobody's business. <laughs> that's, 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 very, very useful talent. that's very useful. <laughs> Tolerance is a useful thing. Uh, you're like a how many time uh, beer pong champion? Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah really good at ten. Good, beer pong. Good at beer pong. Yeah, better. Also, than, kind better of a useful that. talent though. There's a four year window of usefulness. Yeah. I think it's I, going I, college. Uh, I've won money. That's tough. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Um, what musicians do you most admire? John Lennon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, elaborate. I mean, he was the greatest. I love his chord progressions. I love his melodies. I love his lyrics. I love where he took songs. I love that he was not afraid to experiment and be completely honest and himself, even all the way up to the end. Um, he's, he's just the best. He chose, he especially towards the end, it's like he chose something to 
you know, to use his fame for too, which I find really admirable. And, you know, you don't see that with a lot of artists where they get to a point where they have the world stage and then they make statements like, you know, his like whole like, um, like the bed in and stuff and putting yeah. peace on, on Times Square. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, he made Apple just to have a creative space for artists to come to. They didn't make money off of that. They probably, that siphoned money from them. But he just wanted a place for that. And even there's a documentary where uh, this crazy guy, American guy, um, from right after, I guess, Vietnam, comes to his house. And he's like kind of a, a recluse at this point of his life. He's living in his manor, English countryside. And he meets him. And he's got this, this guy's this weird look in his eye. Like you can tell he's kind of crazy. And he's expecting John to be some prophet, I guess, something more than just a regular human. And John looks at him and he's like, I- I'm just a guy. I don't know. I'm just like you, man. And then he goes, are you hungry? You want some tea? Do you want to come in? And he invites this guy into his home. And I just thought that was so cool. Like here, here this guy is the epitome of, of music, of his craft. He, he's the most talented guy, or at least seen as. And he's saying, oh, hey, I'm just a guy. Come on in. You need some tea? It's just, he was a modest, I don't know. Everything about him was just cool. Yeah. Anyway. What's the best musical advice you've ever been given? I'm just, I would say, like, not in terms of songwriting, I think you might have mentioned it earlier. Just, like, write what you think sounds good. Not because it has to fit a certain, you know, key or pattern or whatever. Like I, I think, and I think we do that pretty well. Is we'll throw in some kind of weird chord progressions or whatever. Um, but I think just kind of sticking to what you think is what you think sounds good will give you the best result. Yeah. And lately, um, there was a Quincy do- uh, Jones documentary where he's in the studio and he's like, leave enough room for the Lord to walk through, meaning don't overdo every instrument. So there's enough space in a song to to let something new come in whether it be like a synth or like a little quick guitar or vocal or something, even if it's like a nice, like little bass extenuation. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, uh, that's good advice. Too. Don't, don't Yours is better, but yeah. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it, but also like, you know, be a little uncomfortable and, you know, learn some music that you might not be uncomfortable or you might be comfortable with. I think like, especially when we were going through, you know, being a cover band and our whole like apprenticeship, we we all had had to learn songs that maybe we didn't like as much or you know feel comfortable with. But forcing yourself to step out of your box and step out of your boundaries helps you improve as an artist. So sure. um, yeah, you take all that and you put it into your own your own music. All those random songs that we learned as a cover band from all genres, all yeah. different decades. Yeah, like, 200 songs yeah. or so that we ended up putting together in those few years of things that we covered. So that's why we yeah. ended up with a doo-wop song, a reggae oh, yeah, song, no. a rock <laughs> song. Yeah. A lot of funk in there. I mean, we played weddings, you know, and that's I mean, we were, that's some upbeat funk and music. So we we're strictly down. a post-80s Billy Joel cover band. Only. Wrap this up. Let's talk about your album, your current album. Give us title and song track listing and talk. Tell us how that came about. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's called Joseph Gordon Lightfoot. And you guys want to tell the story? 
I'm going to look up the track list. So, so this is our newest album that's coming up in, in March. We've had a few singles since our EP. Our entire EP, our old friend EP, is going to be included on our full-length album. Um, and we've released a couple other songs since then. Um, but yeah, just, just some Gordon Lightfoot, just... It were just we were just being silly one night, and uh, we our were... drummer was telling us a story about this guy from World War One or two or something, or maybe both even. How he saved some ships, and he was in, I guess it had to be World War One because he was involved in the Titanic and all this stuff. And he was like, this guy's name is Gordon Lightfoot, and then we find out that Gordon Lightfoot's like an old artist, like some like a folk. Yeah, folk, uh, <laughs> we're like, what artist. are you talking about? I didn't know he, he sang about a ship that sank. So that was his brain's crossover. He told the ship, he's telling us his story. And then we were all just making fun of him. And then one of us said that, and then we all started laughing. So it ended up sticking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we put a cat on the cover. So it's almost like that could be the cat's name, too. The cat's got a gold chain. It's cool. We're going to release the cover on our Instagram soon. So if you don't follow us, follow us. Haha underscore charade. Um, that's spelled C H A R A D E because that that's for whatever reason that's a hard one for people. Um, the track listing is Old Friend, which is a song about like somebody that you used to be close with, but for whatever reason you've fallen off and you see them at some place in public and you see them, they don't see you yet, and you walk the other way because you just don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> we, yeah, we've all been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kill Your Idols. Both huh? the songs have been released so far. Kill Your Idols, that one's about uh, separation of church and state. It was written after uh, a Netflix documentary called The Family. This dude, Doug Coe, was basically met with every single president from uh, Eisenhower up. Like, does, does that even make sense chronologically? I don't know. He's met with a lot of presidents. And it's just it's interesting how much power is uh, concentrated with this one guy who is clearly a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's what that song's about. Paradise, simple, about running away with some love. I think every time it's winter in Delaware, we have this feeling like, why are we here? It's too cold. That's what paradise is. Nostalgic for the summer. Voodoo is super dark. Um, it's about, I guess, drugs and women. <laughs> it like has Funny a like, more than that. Yeah, yeah. voodoo-y feel in New Orleans. Yeah. Two sides. Um, Jay, you want, to, you want to say what that one's about? Uh, it's just about, um, just the title kind of says it, that there are always kind of two sides of things, and, and everyone has, you know, differing opinions. But, um, you know, as long as you're able to look down the middle and realize that there are those two different sides, um, you can kind of move forward. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, what, are, you at, are you on Bandcamp or just... Yeah, uh, yeah, we're on Bandcamp. You can find us, Haha Charade. Uh, we're on all streaming <laughs> uh, services like Spotify, Amazon, you know, Apple Music. Uh, we're 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 on YouTube. We have a couple music videos. If you want to check those out from our our last album, uh, looking forward to doing a couple more music videos coming up in the hopefully in the spring. Um, we were supposed to do one this fall for Old Friend, but it kind of fell through due to you know this stupid ass virus. But uh, Arlie's yeah. groceries on YouTube. Arlie's groceries. So if you want to see a whole show from us, uh, from uh, I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I watched uh, it last night. Our YouTube on our Vimeo. Um, yeah, 
So you got plenty of ways to check us out. <laughs> and now it's time for your hilarious joke of the week. This week's joke was sent to us by Buffy Sexton from Louisville, Kentucky. A pirate walks into the bar. Bartender asks, why are you wearing a ship's wheel as your belt buckle? Pirate says, "Arg! it's driving me nuts. <laughs> that is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.